0: All righty, hello again, everyone, and welcome to and it is the Derek Hunter Podcast for April 25th, 2022. It's Monday. Happy Monday. Yeah, there you go. I'm as excited that it's Monday as you are. Anyway, I appreciate you listening. About that, I am excited. Thanks to everybody for tuning in, downloading, sharing, telling a friend, and whatever else. However you get these things, if you got like weird fillings that pick up podcasts, I'm down with it, man. I'll roll with the punches. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate everybody who goes to patreon.com slash Podcast gets the week an in and review. Enters the signed book contests. Speaking of which, the winner has been drawn. The winner has been notified by now, or at least attempted to be notified by. Now. A lot of people don't check their Patreon messages. If you you get, it's weird because you you get a, an email saying you have a message. You get it's like getting an email saying you have an, an email somewhere else. It's like getting a piece of mail that says, "Uh, I, you got a letter coming." I'm like, well, why don't you just send the letter? Uh, it's somewhere else anyway. And then at the end of the program, I will announce the winner. And then I will announce the new entrant into the contest this week, uh, going up against the returning champion, the returning champion can either be Dick Cheney or Brad Thor remains to I know, but it remains to be seen for everybody else. You just have to wait till the end to find out, baby. Patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast, five bucks a month. Support the program. Appreciate it. All right, now let's let's get started, shall we? When there, you know, every once in a while, the I just I'm sitting here and I'm mentally pouring out some beer onto the ground. CNN Plus, see you know, the big news in media, anyway, is CNN Plus has gone the way of the dodo. It didn't even. I'm not sure it lasted a month. It certainly didn't last two months. What a an absolute Unmitigated disaster. (laughs) What an absolute unmitigated disaster. CNN Plus, they spent $300 million million on this joke. And it lasted about eh, maybe four weeks. Because who in the hell is going to want to watch or pay to watch what they aren't willing to watch for free. How anybody, if you really want to, if you're a a stockholder in Warner Brothers, now Discovery, whatever it is is that owns, you can't really do it to Discovery, although I suppose you you can because the responsibility is still there. It transfers. You have to sue, don't you? Don't you have to say you wasted $300 million for nothing, for absolutely nothing. You had somebody in the meeting process said, "Well, you know what would really go over well is if we start charging for this stuff, right? Hey, nobody gets, nobody comes to this restaurant anymore because our food sucks. Here's an idea: let's start a takeout service, all right, or delivery. We'll do food delivery. That that will we can suck in our restaurant, but if you don't want to come to our restaurant to eat really crappy food, we'll send it to you." we'll bring it to your house and you can eat our crappy food with your silverware. It'll be wonderful. That's the mentality of the geniuses at CNN that brought you this idea that hey, maybe uh, maybe people will pay for what they won't take for free. So yeah, it, there are a lot of people out there on the left uh let, ever since this news was announced saying what? Oh my god, I feel bad feel bad for these wonder there are hundreds of wonderful journalists who uh work quit jobs they left jobs to go to work for CNN plus and now they're going to be out of work these horrible horrible thing it's horrible and an awful thing i feel so bad for them no i don't feel bad for them i don't feel anything for them now is it because i'm a heartless bastard possibly probably i it's entirely possible i don't i am but no, that's not it. When somebody gets a big dose of their own medicine, I, I have to sit back and smile. I have to sit back and smirk. How can you not? These are people who literally cheer, cheer the death of conservatives. They cheer the deaths of conservatives. Not, you know, oh, you got fired. Sorry to hear that. Too bad. He, he, he. No, when Rush Limbaugh died, these are the very same people and the profession who celebrate hate-mongering right-wing radio host Rush Limbaugh. And Dine. Yeah, so you lo- Come, some of you lose your jobs on a venture that was so damn stupid that even Stevie Wonder could have seen that it was probably not a sound career move. Am I supposed to lose sleep over that? Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to, but I'm not going to. I refuse to. Is every once in a while you sit there and you go, or well, you sit there and you go, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah, people have always asked that question. It's one of those questions throughout all of history that has just been dogging human beings. Every once in a while, bad things happen to bad people. And so, yeah, there you go. You get the human potato out there, Brian Stelter talking about, they're really good people. I'm super proud, super proud of the team that I worked with for about 22 minutes. (laughs) <laughs> Aaron Rupar, who was so bad, I think even Vox Media fired him. My heart goes out to all the CNN Plus employees who left jobs to work there and are now worrying about their futures. What a crappy situation. Well, it's not that bad. At least they're not Aaron Rupar. They so got going that going for them. The uh, Potato, the Weeble, Brian Stelter, Uncle Fester himself tweeted out, TV is a team sport, and Reliable Sources Daily is made by an amazing team. From the cold opens to the closing thoughts, the guest bookings to the graphics, I am in awe. And now, despite today's news, we're going to produce Friday's show. Oh, you know, not all heroes wear capes because, well, some of those capes wouldn't fit around certain people's necks when their necks are larger than their pointy bald heads. I think Brian Stelter will take a pay cut so he can keep those people on staff or some of them on staff. I'm betting no. I'm betting no. <laughs> His show literally—it's the one of the least watched shows on one of the least watched on the least watched network. And somebody in these meeting processes said, "You know what? People want people want five more days of this." That's why I'm saying if you're a, sh- a shareholder, you should consider suing. They clearly acted in a way that was reckless and not at all in uh, in keeping with their fiduciary duties in any way shape or form. And they should be held accountable for that. There should be some accountability. Sue the company, get your money back, or get more money, get that 300 million dollars back or whatever. Make them pay. Put other networks and other companies on uh, on notice. If you're going to go woke, no. You're going to do vanity projects. Pass. This was CNN plus was allegedly the uh, brainchild of Jeff Zucker, the disgraced former president of CE of uh, CNN. He thought, I mean, he's the guy who oversaw them being a, a highly ranked number two to being a lowly ranked number three. And you sit there and you go, well, of course, his brainchild would work. And you would think the priority of the head of a network would be to get ratings for the network. How does offering a semi-direct competitor to your only product with the exact same people, just at different times, how does that bring in new viewers? If anything, it would bifurcate the audience you already had, which was incredibly small to begin with. Now, luckily, you, know, you say, well, it's only about 10,000 people were watching CNN Plus at any given moment. Okay. And you say, well, 10,000 people in the grand scheme of things, not that many people. Well, when your audience is as small as CNN's, 10,000 people is one to two percent of their audience sometimes, depending on the show, depending on the time of day. That's the problem. You don't offer direct competition to yourself even though nobody was paying for it apparently they claim to have something along the lines of a hundred thousand subscribers i i don't believe that for a second because honestly if there were unless they were mass canceling and we'll know more about this in i assume the coming days but if thus there was a mass canceling if you got a hundred thousand people on your streaming service, paying five bucks a month. Let's just do that quick math so I know I'm exact because it's four point nine nine. a month. Times 4.99 equals... You're... Yeah, hold on. 100,000 times 4.99. You're bringing in half a million dollars a month. Okay? Half a million dollars a month. I don't know what the operating budget is for CNN plus, but if you are actually maintaining those people's and maintaining those numbers, you could last longer than a month. You really could you go, well, we had a bad launch we've got to find a way to do this we 've got to do that we've got to do The Wright brothers crashed many times before they got up in the air, so let 's stick to it let 's look at you could do that you could justify you could have you might have to lay some people off or whatever you probably shouldn 't have hired in the first place, but for half a million dollars a month to start, you could do that unless of course you got a uh, hundred thousand people to sign up. And after about a week, 50,000 of them said, oh my God, I'm not paying five bucks a month for this garbage. Then it goes away. Then it becomes problematic. Then you start hemorrhaging money. You start looking at things. So whatever ended up happening here had to be so colossally bad, so epically bad that um, it's going to be the thing of like, Hollywood epics. There's going to be a sort. Chris, imagine being Chris Wallace. Not that you should have any sympathy for Chris Wallace. You shouldn't have any sympathy for any of these people. They're highly overpaid. A Chris Wallace or a uh, Casey Hunt, Cassie Hunt, Cassie Hunt, I guess it. Is. They left jobs with an audience to go to CNN Plus. Chris Wallace was supposed to be the face of CNN Plus, and he was. And the the country looked at it and said, not interested. We watched him on Fox News Sunday because he was okay. certainly better than than Chuck Todd or George Stephanopoulos in the one week a month he decides to show up and do the the, this week show. But otherwise, nothing. Nobody. There's nothing inspiring about Chris Wallace. So people aren't going to pay. And Cassie Hunt, okay, yeah, she's all right looking. She seems okay. If you're a lib, there you go. She is, but she's a dime a dozen as well. Nobody at CNN Plus was any different than everybody else at CNN. Most of the people were actually at both. But if you look at the people at CNN Plus, what are they offering? Hey, we've got Melba Toast on CNN, and we've got Melba Toast on CNN Plus, or you can go get the Melba Toast over at MSNBC, or you can get the Melba Toast over at Newsy or Cheddar News or wherever people are. Nobody's watching those other ones. Or you can get the Melba Toast in written form at the New York Times or the Washington Post. There wasn't even, as far as I could tell, a contrary opinion. There was no attempt. What CNN used to be good at, the thing that used to be CNN's bread and butter, was Crossfire, right? You had the right and the left, and you had sane, rational, intelligent people on both sides having a discussion, not a screaming match, not a uh, turn into an old Geraldo show where they're throwing chairs at each other. It was nothing like that. It was actually this person on the right, this person on the left, they'll offer their spin, and they'll dissect each other, and they'll have guests that will do the same thing. CNN seemed to forget that when they tried to reboot i remember when they tried to reboot didn't last it lasted longer than cnn plus but it didn't last very long it lasted a couple of months newt gingrich was one of the hosts newt great but the other so-called conservative was um what's her face uh, the chick who wears glasses to make herself look smart uh, uh essie cup right essie cup she's not a smart person she's just not She once told me at a party that she was. She considers herself an intellectual, which I took as a sign of just how far away from being an intellectual she was. It was the road not only less traveled for her, it was the road that would never be traveled. The road will grow over by the time she travels down there. Anybody who tells you they're an intellectual is not an intellectual. They are arrogant, but they are not an intellectual in any classical understanding of the term. Now, you have her with... uh, her knowledge base being a mile wide and an inch deep and dependent heavily on liberal producers feeding her talking points, and you begin to see why it's really just uncompelling television. So people stopped watching pretty quickly. Newt wasn't on every day. They had an old team of people, and most of them were about as worthless as Essie Cup. The libs weren't much better. They certainly weren't worthy of, on the level of Newt Gingrich's intelligence. Think whatever you want of him. The man is smart. So CNN hasn't understood their own industry in a very long time. Now that they've been taken over by the Discovery Networks, that is uh, at least... Discovery knows how to get an audience. Discovery knows... And I don't know what they're going to do with CNN. I suppose it'll kind of have to be a loss leader. A lot of times these news divisions in, in large corporations are kind of a... They're a sparkly jewel in a crown, in a nice tiara... They're not really, if they make a profit, great. But if they don't, they're not really expected to. The objective is to not lose that much money. That's it. But you can go around and say, yes, well, we have uh, very important people. Wolf Blitzer. Why, Wolf Blitzer is a personal. I have his cell phone number as I work with Wolf Blitzer over at CNN. and, And you just hope to God that the person you're trying to impress with your personal relationship with Wolf Blitzer has never Googled his appearance on Celebrity DC Jeopardy where he couldn't answer the most basic questions about uh, American civics or current events. And he ended up in the hole, wasn't even around for final... I'm serious. Take a look at it. It's really pathetic. So rest in peace, CNN+. (laughs) You'll be missed by somebody. Probably, I assume. Hilariously, whenever something bad happens to media, the media always does these, What happened? What happened? What happened, things? And the New York Times is on the case. The end of CNN+. What happened? What happened? Yeah, where did it all go wrong? CNN sunk $300 million into the streaming service according to the Wall Street Journal, hiring big-name anchors, including former Fucked News Sunday host Chris Wallace and former NPR host Audie Cornish. CNN Plus carried only unique programming to avoid running afoul of CNN's agreements with their cable carriers. In the end... It drew far fewer viewers than expected. It also had a powerful skeptic, Disney or Discovery CEO, David Zalavs, Zalav, whatever, who earlier this month became the head of the newly formed Warner Brothers Discovery, becoming the new owner. Some of the reasons for the show, they go, its a very exceedingly long piece. And you're sitting there going, okay, well, it just, it sucked. Nobody wanted it. Nobody wants a, there's a free version of it that people are passing on. You know, I notice you got a, a bowl of can, Hershey's candy bars outside that it says free on it. And they're, they're the full sizing, but I'm here at your register because I would like to buy some of these other ones. I don't want those free ones. Who's going to do that? Anybody? Now, of course, inside the wrapper, it's not Hershey's chocolate. It's, you know, post digested hershey's chocolate but it is ridiculous that you're sitting there going yeah you know what let's do this thing discovery what i don't understand is discovery has been in the process of taking over time warner for uh, months and months and months why wouldn't they say hey stop this crap okay somebody at that uh discovery must have said there's a possibility it'll work maybe they'll buck the trend Maybe they'll be the pet rock of cable news. If, they, if there is somebody at this, they should be fired, too. They should honestly be fired. I know you're not supposed to, again, dance around on the graves of people's careers. And be, but uh, the left always says, well, you learn to code when somebody loses their job. Oh, teachers, the miners lost their job. They can learn to code. Well, luckily, CNN Plus was a digital platform. The uh, theoretically, I assume they know how to code already, so they're already uh, on uh, second base. Good luck to them at Godspeed and tough. <laughs> That's not to say that in its short lifetime, CNN Plus wasn't uh, wasn't <laughs> didn't produce anything. One clip, uh, I have a clip here from CNN Plus. As a matter of fact, we're about to quadruple their audience. Uh, President Fauci has been making the rounds declaring himself an enemy of our system of government honestly he really is oh by the way just the latest covid numbers the seven-day rolling average last year at this time 61,950 cases this year 43,059 cases It's a lot of speculation that oh um case reporting is low because so many people have home tests And if you home test, maybe you call your doctor. Your doctor doesn't report it because the doctor can't verify it. The home tests aren't necessarily the most reliable things. And so they uh, they say, well, if you get sicker, let me know. And uh, they don't get sicker. And so they don't let their doctor know. So it doesn't count. It doesn't add to the case numbers, which is probably true. I'd say it's true that there are more cases than are being reported because of that reason. That being said, the number of deaths a year ago 721, this year 378. That's a pretty significant decline as well as the fact that our hospitals are not being overwhelmed. It sounds all like good news. So one would you would think not you don't have to embrace the good news. There are people like Roland Martin the other day when he mummified his head and the world's a better place when roland martin's head is mummified and valerie jarrett is muffled the world is a better place when these people do this is a picture circulating now on social media it's actually disgusting of alexandria ocasio cortez out there yes see and she's got her ear she's got her mask flapping off of one ear because of course she she loves herself her phone is always in her face you think was she on a video channel like, no 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 she's just recording herself that's all she does is record her what's the point of a solid bowel movement if you don't record yourself immediately afterwards or during and her mask is dangling there and it is disgusting it is disgusting now it's her caked on makeup she has to really pile on the makeup. it's a sure sign of a woman not being naturally attractive when you know you oh you, you fell asleep on your or your, you accidentally touched your white shirt and it looks like you you fell into a wall that was freshly painted or that was or you fell into a bucket of paint you're like what the hell is that yeah that, that amount of makeup is not attractive ladies'm I'm, I'm sorry to to tell you, but her mask is just coated with it. It's just disgustingly... I wouldn't put that... I'd be afraid to put that in my laundry with anything. You have to wash that with dark colors. It's white, but you have to wash that with dark colors because there's so much makeup on it that you just... I don't know. You rinse it out, wring it out, and maybe just set it on fire and not use it again. It's so gross. And she's, But she's virtue signaling by having it dangling off her ear as she talks to herself on her cell phone. Well... In that camp of virtue signalers and uh, little wannabe fascists and literal fascists, we have President Anthony Fauci. Yes, President Anthony Fauci. He is back. And he did appear on CNN Plus the other day with the aforementioned Cassie Hunt. And Cassie is asking, they're asking about the court case where the travel restrictions, the flight mask and the... uh, train mask and the bus mask, those restrictions have been overturned because the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention do not have the legal authority to do it. It's almost as though, you know, the the courts decided— That the law matters, that you don't get to just swipe aside, you don't get to swipe left on people's rights simply because you've declared an emergency. There are procedures that must be adhered to so as to protect our rights. President Fauci, he wants no part of this. This is disturbing. You talk about authoritarianism. I want you to listen to Tony Fauci here. Talking to CNN Plus about this and really listen to what he says. This is, this is, don't uh, basically he's saying that uh, public health experts, quote unquote, so-called public health experts, people like him, should be given free reign when an emergency is declared. Your
1: rights don't matter. I was both surprised and disappointed because those types of things really are the purview of the CDC. This is a public health issue. And for a court to come in, and if you look at the the rationale for that, it really is not particularly firm. And we are concerned about that, about courts getting involved in things that are unequivocally public health decisions. I mean, this is a CDC issue. It It should not have been a court issue. So we're hoping that the inevitable increase in cases which we're seeing are not going to be associated with an increase in hospitalizations. So all of these dynamic things going on at the same time, it was perfectly logical for the CDC to say, wait a minute, we were planning on ending this mandate on a certain date. Let's wait a period of time until May 3rd, which was a very sound public health decision.
0: Oh, it's getting worse. It's, getting, it's a very sound health public health decision. OK, if it's a very sound public health decision, why did you guys wait two days before you bother to get around and say, hey, wait a second? We should uh, probably repeal this. If it's a public health issue, why did you not make any attempt whatsoever to stay the decision? Even after, you should have, if it was really a public health issue, if you really believed that, Tony, which I don't believe a word you say, you little rat, if you really believed that, then you should have immediately gotten a stay. You would have gotten one. You know you would have. If your lawyers are telling you you wouldn't have gotten one, um, they're wrong. They're wrong and embarrassing. and You should should fire them. But even if you waited the two days, the, the second you decided this is so damned important, my God, we must act, why didn't you then seek a stay? Because you know you're full of it. You just want the power for the future the idea that the CDC should not be challenged, should not be questioned. The CDC, I don't care how deadly a pandemic is. You do not get to overwrite the Constitution of the United States of America. Try to pass legislation. There you go. Problem solved, right? Wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think? I would think. Now, President Fauci then appeared on... uh, I think this is ABC. He, he was making the rounds. nobody he's, he, He'll go anywhere now. He's probably on uh, some kid's blog right now in a junior high because he's not getting the attention he used to, and I'm sure it's really bothering him quite a bit. But he was on uh, some other network again, and he basically reiterated the same point, lest there be any confusion, that he wants the CDC to be, meaning him, to be above the law.
1: Do you personally agree or disagree with her interpretation of public health law? Well, I I, I clearly disagree. I mean, those types of things should be decided as a public health issue by the public health organizations, in this case, the CDC. This is a public health matter. This is not a judicial matter.
0: That's a scary thought. Tony Fauci should be fired. Uh, any president at all interested in taking their oath of office seriously would fire this guy, would fire somebody who talks like, no, 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 you should. this is a matter of public health. that has no no business being in the court. Really? Really? Okay. Hypothetical situation. Let's just make a hypothetical situation. You have cancer, right? And you, or your your mother has cancer, and you've decided. Your mother has decided. Look, I'm 90 years old. I've lived a good life. Uh, I don't want to go through the hell of chemotherapy. I'm not interested in that. So yeah, I'm just gonna let it run its course. Now you probably wouldn't like that decision. I wouldn't blame you for not liking that decision. But in all the convincing, you're free to convince that person. What you're not free to do is to go to the courts and get the federal government to say, no, 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 you have to have this treatment you don't want. You must have it. that, That person is free to make their own decisions. The government can't, because it's in the name of health, override your mother or grandmother's rights, their individual rights. This doesn't involve somebody else in any physical way that's going to be harmed. Yes, it's going to be sad, but still, you don't get the federal government can't order somebody to take a treatment they do not want. The federal government should not Be above the uh, the the health experts can't do it. They should not be and are not above the law. Period. End of story. And in fact, if you just look at the last hundred years, there are a hell of a lot of examples of the so-called public health experts and medical professionals and all this, that, and the other thing. Groups. Yes, the Nazis are the obvious one, but the Tuskegee experiments. Are another the progressive movement in the early twentieth century is not all that different from the progressive movement now, and the idea of eugenics and the idea of um looking at people as lesser than and you know health experts so called just saying, Well, forget their humanity, forget their individuality. this is for the greater good. No, the greater good is served by the individual goods of everybody and being protected are some people going to do stupid things yes of course so what so you're listening to tony fauci there whoever they, i don't think he'll last as long as the the next president and this president isn't aware i mean hell he answers questions about the mask mandate with questions about or questions about the border about the, with, with an answer about the mask mandate. He doesn't know what the hell day it is. So he's not going to fire Tony Fauci. But Tony Fauci absolutely positively deserves to be fired. The man is a tyrant. He thinks his profession, he thinks his judgment should be above the law. The former, you know, and it's not just Fauci. Jerome Adams, I think his name was Jerome Adams, the former um, surgeon general. He's out. Tweeting, he tweeted a picture last night or the other day about uh, of him with an Uber driver. And he says, oh, man, this Uber driver, they're both wearing masks. This Uber driver had a double lung transplant and he's waiting on a kidney transplant or something like that. That's why you got to keep wearing these masks. And somebody went and dug up quotes from him, former Surgeon General Adams, from the near the beginning of the pandemic, not the very beginning. In the beginning, it's like stop buying masks, stop buying masks, don't buy masks. They don't do any good against this virus. Stop, don't buy them. Don't waste your time. Don't buy your, That was at the beginning of the pandemic, and then Tony Fauci was saying the same thing. They were both saying, and they both later admitted they said it specifically and explicitly. So, doctors would have access to masks the n95 not talking about the cloth thing it's a waste of time like like a belly dancer would wear i don't if you're paranoid that you got to wear a mask wear a mask that might actually stand the chance of doing something like an n95 mask a tight-fitting n95 mask not these cloth things that just might as well say virtue signal across the front of them but these public health professionals lied by their own admission it was a noble lie they say There is no such thing as a noble lie, but they lied to the American people to protect doctors, they say, and they wonder why nobody trusts them. They wonder why nobody takes them seriously. And President Fauci wonders why the American people recoil in horror at the prospect of that little tyrant (laughs) having ultimate authority over when we can exercise our rights and how. Hell no, absolutely not absolutely freaking not how terrifying would it be to have tony fauci be in charge of the country huh how how bad would how awful would that be that's it you wake up one day this is for your own good this is for your own good your own good okay tony if you want to do if you want to be able to tell everybody else what there are you don't have to be a health expert To recognize that one of the leading causes of deaths in homes is swimming pool accidents, right? Especially amongst children. So we've got your swimming pool over there at your nice little pad in Bethesda. We got to fill that in with concrete. I'm sorry. It's just, it's a public health emergency, Tony. Don't you love the children? Don't you care about the children? Oh, what about the sweet, sweet, nourishing children, Tony? Can't we do that? What's amazing to me is the the, the second interview, it was CBS News, the second clip. The interviewer was uh, Bob Costa, Robert Costa, not uh, not Bob Costas, Costa. He used to be at the Washington Post. He is the uh, adopted love child, not love child, really, but adopted child of Bob Woodward over at the Washington Post. He's the one who wrote that book with him. I know Costa a little bit. I've known He used to work at uh, the uh, National Review. He used to allegedly be a conservative. To have somebody sit there and say what Fauci is saying should make conservatives recoil in horror. Now, Cost is too much of a professional to actually start vomiting uncontrollably upon hearing somebody uh, with government authority advocating the overriding of the Constitution and lamenting the fact that our individual rights were at all even a consideration when it comes to public health, let alone the consideration. But there's plenty of room between, you know, indifference or not paying attention and violently. Uh, uncontrollably vomiting over the prospect of a tyrannical government making those sorts of decisions, and Costa doesn't seem to operate in any of those anymore. He doesn't care. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't listen. Most TV people don't listen. If you find one thing about interviews conducted on television, you can tell the good ones from the bad ones you, you, by watching. You might not know what it what it is that separates the good ones from the bad ones but you'd recognize that was a good interview and this is a really bad interview or this is a really bad, it's a very simple way of doing it. Same in radio. There are lots of people who have people on their shows and they just ask the questions and they let them. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then uh, they repeat who the guest is and then they go on right to the next question. The key is listening. The key is listening because you could have five questions written out and the first question could lead someplace really interesting. And you just scrap the other four if you have a conversation, if you actually listen. Costa wasn't listening or or he's just so far now deep into the left wing industrial complex that he's not that, that the man he used to be is gone. That's entirely possible, too. When they start writing you big checks, you lose lots of your soul. There is a lot of other things out there going on. You remember, I swear to God, correct me if I'm wrong, but um it wasn't that long ago there was something going on in Ukraine. I can't remember what it was, but it seemed like important was it that Hunter Biden was making a fortune or something? I don't I don't I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, of course I'm I'm joking, there is a war going on in Ukraine, but it's amazing how the uh the story's kind of gone, isn't it? The story's gone. I, I mention it every once in a while. Joe Biden flew out to Portland, I think it was, on uh, Thursday to give a speech about the aid. he's going. I don't know why Portland, maybe they make it out there, who knows. But um, he's out there talking in Portland about the uh, Ukrainian war and how we're going to do everything possible to help them they said something that this is why the president of the united states should not should not be speaking contemporaneously he should not be speaking without notes he should not be doing anything everything he does should be heavily edited and if they're going to keep him as president they can't let him run wild because he does damage he does a lot of damage he's out there and he says that ukraine is our responsibility why? How? He doesn't, doesn't say. Doesn't matter. The fact, He's acting like that. He's given $3 billion worth of aid already. Here's three, what's $3 billion amongst friends? I want to examine everybody named Biden's offshore accounts and find out how much of that money is ending up in those accounts. See, that's the problem when you have a president of the United States that has a history of corruption. They're not worthy of trust. They are unworthy of trust. Somebody needs to investigate this. He needs to be asked about it. Hunter, how is Hunter paying $30,000 a month in rent or $20,000 a month or whatever it is? How's he, how's he managed to afford that if he's broke and says he can't pay child support? I want some answers to those types of questions while the president is, without congressional oversight, throwing $3 billion to a country that has... Uh, notorious for its corruption and has given the president's son millions of dollars i want to know do i think they're wasting it all i think they're embezzling it all no of course not but there's definitely some going on something going on there's no doubt the country isn't corrupt wildly corrupt and then they get invaded and they go all right we're all going to put our corruption aside for a while and then we will uh, get back to that corruption act. No, 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 no. So listen to the President of the United States on Thursday talking about how Ukraine is our responsibility. And then ask yourself, do you feel responsible for Ukraine? So again, I want to thank the American people. Thank the American people for their support of the Ukrainian people. This is our This is our responsibility, it seems to me. And we've been able to hold the whole world together in this effort. So thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> this is our responsibility, it seems. Why? How? What did you do? What did we do? What did any of us do to deserve the blessings of being responsible for one of the most corrupt governments on the face of the earth? Are they facing some tough times now? Absolutely. Do I wish them well in their endeavors? Most definitely. But do I feel responsible for anything involving the Ukrainian government or the war with Russia? Absolutely, 100% not. I don't have a problem with sending the military aid, but our responsibility? No, it is not our responsibility. There is a situation now and a lot of speculation that this administration, and of course, who would put anything past this administration, is doing the best they can to prolong this war, to prolong it, because it serves our Look, the more Russia is engaged with Ukraine, and the better off it is. Helps weaken Vladimir Putin. It costs him a bunch of money. Tom Bevan, the founder of Real Clear Politics, says sending military aid without engaging in substantive peace talks serves only to lengthen the war. Why the Biden administration isn't working day and night to get these two sides to the table is beyond me, and it really is true and here's an excerpt from a Foreign Affairs article in principle, the success from the West's perspective can be defined as ending the war sooner rather than later, or on terms that Ukraine's democratic government is prepared to accept. But just what are those terms? Will Ukraine seek to recover all territory it has lost in the past two months? Will it require that Russian forces withdraw completely from the Donbass and Crimea? Will it demand the right to join the EU or NATO? Will it insist that all this be set forth in a formal document signed by Russia? The United States, the European Union, and NATO need to discuss such questions with one another and with Ukraine now. Western goals will inevitably be influenced by what happens on the ground, but what happens on the ground should not determine those goals. Instead, the policy aims should influence what is sought on the ground. To be sure, Ukrainians have every right. Well, it goes on from there, but it points out that the United States is not actively pushing for peace talks by participating in peace talks which is a little bit bizarre considering the fact that the united states is engaged in the russian uh, engaged with russia while well, we're you know really mad at russia we're engaged with russia in dealing with iran iran is the, the the iranians and the united states are not dealing directly with each other so biden can quickly put back into position the uh, Obama legacy disaster of the Iran deal. And we can't therefore really pressure Russia to concede anything to you. It's weird because we can arm the Ukrainians to kill Russians. But that of course, isn't all that surprising when you realize that progressives don't give a damn about individuals. Vladimir Putin is a progressive left-wing strongman and, uh, he doesn't care about individuals. He doesn't really care about how many soldiers get killed. He doesn't care. So that we can arm, and all right, that's fine. But what does it help his bottom line overall and his hold on power overall? And that is to continue this, or at least be ingratiated a little bit with the United States by being the go between between the United States and Iran. So we're not going to put a lot of pressure diplomatically on Russia to end the war because Russia is serving our purposes with Iran, which I don't know if Ukraine fully realizes this, if Zelensky realizes this, that, yeah, we'll keep feeding them weapons, but we're not going to do too much to pressure Russia. We're we're sanctioning oligarchs, okay? Rich people in Russia who most of their money is in Russia. We're taking their boats. That's the big victory. Big victory. We've taken their boats. Okay, great. You know what they'll do? They'll go to their other boats. They'll buy new boats, whatever it is. It doesn't really matter. How often are they on a boat anyway if it's sitting in Italy and they live in Moscow? I would say not very often, right? We have differing... Objectives than Ukraine. As much as the president publicly said, this is our responsibility, Joe Biden would rather Ukraine be wiped off the map than his push to reinstate the Iran nuclear deal fail. He would happily see the destruction of Ukraine to protect his legacy and his big best friend, Barack Obama's legacy. That's how cynical I am, and that's how cynical you should be, because that's the God's honest truth. That is how the world works. That's how this stuff goes, is they're sitting there going, "Well, we can't push Russia too hard, or else they won't be our liaison to Iran. And the Iran deal, a deal that merely if it were followed, and there's no reason to believe it was being followed, there's actually plenty of reason to believe it wasn't being followed, but if it were followed to the letter would have ensured that Iran got a nuclear weapon, it just would have ensured it happened maybe a couple of years after it otherwise would have happened naturally. That's the deal that's more important to them than all the Ukrainian lives. So as you sit there and you say, well, we're sending $3 billion in aid, and we're really caring, and oh, Malcolm Nance is over there. He doesn't seem to be over anywhere near the combat, but he's out there uh, playing dress-up and doing more media hits than probably uh, rounds fired. All that stuff, all that stuff is going on, and you recognize that our government isn't really doing everything it can do. How can I say that? And how can I show it to you? I can prove it to you in one simple way. Every time Russia does something else, any time some other mass grave is found, some other uh, slaughter is alleged, whatever it is that's coming out of Ukraine, the propaganda. I don't know that I necessarily believe these things because both sides are adept at manipulation and our media is a willing participant in manipulation. In this country, they would easily do it in another country. But every time that happens, every time something horrible, thousands in a mass grave expected suspect. Last night, somebody said, thousands, they expect there might be 9,000 people in a mass grave from a satellite photo. I don't know how you tell there's a mass grave from a satellite photo. I think you would notice there are 9,000 people listening, missing. But okay, a satellite photo suggests there are up to 9,000 people buried in this mass grave from Russia. Seems like If you can get satellite photo of the mass grave, you should be able to get a satellite photo of the wholesale slaughter of 9,000 people and their burying, right? And their burial, their mass burial, rather than the grave after the fact. That's just me. Um, But all this stuff is going on. Oh, my goodness. It's all our responsibility. And what happens after every single time one of these new things come in? The administration is considering tougher sanctions. What do you mean the administration is considering tougher sanctions? if this is the human rights atrocity of our time shouldn't you empty both barrels shouldn't you have cashed out on all the horrible things you can do economically to these people to really if you really want vladimir putin to know that if he you know you ever round and find out go ahead vlad Shouldn't you be out of sanctions now? Shouldn't you maybe having to get really creative rather than going, all right, well, then now we're going to sanction these other Russians. Sanctioning people around Vladimir, it, it hasn't had an effect. The ruble has rebound. Like everything that they've done so far hasn't really had a lasting impact. The Russian people are not rising up because everything is gone. The inflation is gone. The ruble's value, is, everything has failed which makes you have to ask the question, was it designed to fail? Was it designed to be a muscle flex? Was it designed to, look, we're doing something serious. Look at this, we we crashed the ruble. There's no stories about the ruble's back. And now that the ruble is back, there is no push by the White House to go, we need to find another way to crash the ruble. We need to find a better way to crash the ruble. We need to crash the ruble longer this time. Make it so it can't recover. There is no push on that front. Have you heard one? I haven't heard one. It's because it's all for show. Joe Biden goes out there, oh, uh, this is our responsibility. It's not our responsibility. I wasn't even in town that month, Joe. God, it just it bothers me to no end. And that the media regurgitates every little utterance of this moron president and doesn't go, wait, what do you mean it's our responsibility? It's not our responsibility. It might be yours. Maybe your personal business dealings with your son led to the uh, current state of affairs. We don't know. We're going to have to investigate that, Joe. But uh, you leave us out of it. They do this all the time, by the way. The left, the Me Too movement was well, society has a problem. Like no, society doesn't have a problem. Is you leftists in Hollywood playing grab ass? I, we normal people didn't have anything to do with it. It's not society wide. I never, never just grabbed some woman in the office, shoved her against the wall, and said, "You're gonna take the." Nope, never even occurred to me. Seems to be a common. Thing amongst Democrats. Every time a Democrat's caught doing something, we all have let our women down. No, no, we didn't. You did. You did. Don't point your finger at me, Cochise. I wasn't even in town that month. I, I've got to play this audio really quickly because it is something to behold. It's you could say that it's a gaffe, but it, Joe Biden, you can't say it's a gaffe anymore. It's a lapse, whatever you want to call it. Is it's a sign. <laughs> It is a sign. The other day, when he was up in Portland, he at the end of the speech, he did one of his lean ins. We can't do that. We can When he gets real serious, total, he's either yelling or whispering. Doesn't really seem to make any sense which one he chooses, but he chooses one. I guess it'd be good because if he decided to yell and scream at the same time, it would be uh, and whisper. It would be weird. Uh, Now, got to remember, in the context of this, Joe Biden is president of the United States. Whether or not he knows that uh, remains to be seen. Democrats control the House of Representatives. Pretty clear majority there. Not wide, but clear. In the United States Senate, it is tied. But because the vice president is the unlikable Kamala Harris, a Democrat, Joe Biden's choice, allegedly, as vice president, therefore, his party effectively controls the United States Senate as well. Therefore, the Democrats, if you're keeping score at home, have control of the legislative and executive branch of government. If you were to say that we need to take the country back, the government back, take the, you would theoretically then be speaking about those very same Democrats since taking the country back from people who don't have any power, i.e. the Republicans, wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to anybody. So one must assume that Joe Biden hates Democrats or doesn't realize the current state of affairs in the United States of America. Either option, not particularly good. But this was the president the other day. Anything's possible in America. Anything's possible. That's what we're exactly what we're going to do today. Do what we are capable of doing stop feeling sorry for ourselves get the hell up and take this country back in a way that we lead the world again because we can do it we're on the way to doing it and with the help of your delegation we're going to get it done i mean it there's nothing beyond our capacity i mean it i mean it with the help of your delegate his delegation is democrats so he's basically saying, elect more Democrats, and we'll take the country back from Democrats. Oopsie. Huh? How do you figure that one? How do you square that circle, Joe? I don't know. I don't want to know, to be perfectly honest. Speculating is too damn much fun. See, <laughs> Poor senile bastard. Where's Jill? Where's his visiting angel friend to come out and take him off the stage? All right, Joe, that's enough. Let's get you back to Matlock. All right, that's about enough for today. Let's start our week, shall we? This one, if we start it the faster I can get over with. Oh, yes. Yes, that's how it works. And, oh, yes, we have to address the uh, the winners. And this week's, let me grab this week's returning, ch- well, this week's um, new challenger. But this week's winner <clears throat> is a lovely young lady named Lois Sayer. I think that's how you pronounce it, Lois Sayer, she requested Dick Cheney, the former vice president and a dude who shot his friend in the face. Not fatally. How many of this? Co- Every friend I've shot in the face was fatal. So, I mean, he's got either better aim or worse aim than I do. I don't know what to tell you. So congratulations, Lois. Check your Patreon messages. And uh, there's a request there from me to get me your address so that I can get you. That copy of Heart by Dick Cheney, the former vice president of these United States of America. That means that Brad Thor is the returning champion. He's going to be joined. By the way, uh, the Dick Cheney, a lot of people wanted Dick Cheney. I have another Dick Cheney book duplicate. His autobiography, his memoir, I guess you call it memoir. Uh, So that will be coming up, too. So you got to go to patreon.com slash Derek Hunter Podcast to sign up for that one. Uh, but that's not going to be for a little while. That'll be built up. That's a big one. That's a big one. The heart, look, the signature by vice presidents and presidents, those are those are some bucks. If you're here in the, the mood to sell them, might not sell right away, but those are some bucks. Uh, coming up, though, I, I have uh, another a former president. Well he's he's recently lost a title that he he's held for a very long time. Jimmy Carter. I Jimmy Carter was at a bookshop near my house doing a book signing. I'm, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say no to a former president signing books for me, so I got some books signed for him. So you can get a chance to you can turn around and sell it. Look, um <clears throat> they're still making them. Jimmy Carter autographs, to put it mildly. Uh, They won't be doing it forever. And once they stop making them, they will be worth, you know, something even more. And then I have a couple of uh, these ones will be tough to get rid of. I have a couple of, uh, excuse me, uh, what is it? Uh, What the hell was it? Righteous Indignation, Excuse Me While I Save the World. I have a couple of signed copies of that. Andrew, we held a book party where I was working for Andrew when that came out, and uh, I got him to sign a few of them, not a ton, I should have had him sign a ton of them, but uh, I might be able to part with one of them coming up in the future, too, I already gave one to a, a friend of mine who was a friend of Andrew's who actually worked for Andrew, who never got around to getting a signed book by him, and so I he asked, because I had like three extra copies, and I said, sure. You can you can have one. Anyway, that doesn't help you with this week because this week's book is a twofer. It is signed by, I would say, I don't know, is there an equivalent of the, the two conservatives who are making movies that uh, Hollywood doesn't want to make? and nobody in leftist entertainment industry wants you to see. It's Anne McElhaney and Phelan McLear, their book, Gosnell, the untold story of America's most prolific serial killer, that they turned into a movie. You may have seen that movie, Gosnell. They've made a whole bunch of documentaries on climate change, everything going on in the conservative world. These two are a married force to be reckoned with and this book is uh, it's got to be a signed first edition because i got this i think it even came out be- i got this signed before the book even came out yeah it's a signed first edition signed by both of them so you get that or brad thor go to patreon.com slash Derek hunter podcast let me know which one you want brad thor i can't show you the picture of the autograph because it's still wrapped up Gosnell you can see the picture of the autograph at patreon.com slash Derek Hunter podcast that's enough of my rambling you need to get on with your Monday or your get ready for your Tuesday or whenever the hell you listen to this it's up to you but I appreciate the use of your ears and whenever you do listen to it now I'll be back to abuse that privilege again tomorrow thank you have a great one